0: Listening to the Fairy Pod Mothers. I'm Stephanie and I'm joined by Rachel and Amber. Are the holidays getting into full swing now for both of you? Yeah, we're
1: all decorated at the house. So it's exciting. Yeah.
2: We are also decorated and we had a little drama because we usually do the outside lights. And this year we decided to skip it since we're going to be traveling. And some people were upset about it, but I personally was not because it's a huge time
1: does
2: your husband yeah. do all your lights he does and you know like it takes a whole day to put them up and then a whole day to take them down so it's kind of like can you just skip it this year <laughs> We got, that way
0: we got kind of lazy a couple years ago we never really actually ever did outside lights but we bought those um red and green laser lights that you just uh, the put in the your yard house? yeah and yeah. they're just the basic ones like it doesn't project um any pictures or anything um I committed a crime. I'm turning myself in. I did decorate the weekend before Thanksgiving, um, but I was hosting a Thanksgiving dinner at my house on Saturday of Thanksgiving weekend, and then I'll be in Disney this next weekend. And I was like, I don't want to decorate for just two weeks, and Mm -hmm. I can't decorate during the week. just doesn't work with my work schedule. So it had to be done before Thanksgiving. So when we get like 12 feet of snow, it's probably my fault. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so for this week, you know it's difficult to find a packing list or a tips and tricks list with some things on there that you either don't need or never end up doing. Um, And then also often you find yourself wishing that you had brought something that wasn't on that packing list, or stumbling upon an activity while you're at the parks that you wish. you wish you had planned for or known about prior to. So that's what this episode is all about. Today, we're going to give you our best tips for things you can skip, whether it be a ride, a show, an item on a packing list, somewhere that you can skimp, save your money and time, and then those things that are worth splurging on. Um, So why don't we go ahead and get started with the things that you can skip. Amber, what would you tell a first-timer or someone visiting again after a long time to skip?
1: So right off the top of my head, there are a couple of rides that I always skip. The first one is Astro Orbiter as, or as I call them, spinning death rockets. (laughs) (laughs) I actually like the look of the Astro Orbiter. I think it's like a Tomorrowland icon. When you look at Tomorrowland, you just, you see those spaceships and the planets. So it's an icon, but if you've ever ridden them, you know that they can be pretty uncomfortable maybe it was because i was riding with my 6'3 husband but the centrifugal force of the ride had him squished right against me and so it just wasn't comfortable at all and i can also say it feels much higher when you're on the ride than when you're looking at it from the ground the other ride that i skip is mission space specifically the orange side and if anyone isn't familiar with the ride, the green side is the more tame side of the ride and the orange means someone's gonna hurl. I've only ridden the green side once because I've heard horror stories about the orange. I mean, it's the only ride at Disney that has barf bags. Need I say more? And moving from the rides to the resorts, I think the all stars are skip worthy. If I want to stay at a value, I'm going to go to Pop Century every time to be on the Skyliner and have a dedicated bus route. I do occasionally quote All Stars if a client tells me they need their vacation to be super economical, but um, that's usually the only time I even quote it.
2: Can I just say with the Astro Orbiter, I don't feel like those seat belts are like tight enough. Like I want more security when i'm writing that it Just there's, the
0: there's no height requirement for it i don't think i had my two-year-old up there and <laughs> i was terrified that's the only time i've ever ridden it it was several years ago and I, never again never ever ever again
1: it's definitely a one and done for most people i think now it's I, a pod mother's no
0: <laughs> <laughs> i do like mission space i um Overdosed purposely on my uh, motion sickness medication just to experience Orange Team once. I stick to the Green Team from now on. I definitely see an overlay or an overhaul one day with the new Lightyear movie. And then I think it will be a much more popular ride. There's a scene in the um, trailer for Lightyear that is basically a scene from the movie or the movie gosh a scene from the ride itself
1: i didn't realize they were changing it so there's I don't, thing it, like, no i'm saying it has potential oh it, just, it, okay. it,
0: it, it very much felt that way
2: well it. and at flower and garden they put the buzz Lightyear um topiary in front of it so it kind of makes sense, Stephanie, you might be onto something here.
0: Yeah. Well, and the other thing is, I don't, I don't know if either of you have ridden it in a while. Um, The, the green team lands in the middle of a hurricane. And um, <laughs> when we were there for Irma, it, it, it didn't feel great. Yeah. It kind of felt like maybe there needed, <laughs> I don't know. It could have just been a little more sensitive, I think. So I, I can definitely see them changing it. Um, not that I want everything to have an IPO, but I can see that becoming a light year ride. For sure. All right, Rachel, what do you think is worth skipping?
2: I think I picked two contentious ones here, but I'm going to stand by them. Um, the first one, and I'll say I don't skip it every time, but maybe like 75% of the time and its Magical Express or soon to be called mirrors connect. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm not the most patient person. So this can feel like a big time sink for me. By the time you wait in line, ride on magical express, drop guests off at various hotels. Usually there's three or four that you're dropping people off at unload your bags, get checked in. It feels like a good amount of time has been wasted. So I prefer Uber or Lyft, but If I have a lot of time to spare, or I'm not eager to get to the parks quickly, or it's not super late at night, sometimes I'll take it. But usually I skip it.
1: Yeah. And just to tell the listeners, most people probably know if you're listening to this podcast, but in case anyone's not familiar, Magical Express is the airport service that is um, until December 31st complimentary for Disney guests to get from the airport to the resort. Um, But starting in January, it will no longer be complimentary.
2: Yep. And then the other one, I don't think this is going to be a surprise because I've voiced my distaste for it in the past, is Chef Mickey's. I definitely would skip that one. I think there's way better character dining experiences. Um, And if you really want Mickey Mouse and all of his friends, Topolino's or Tusker House, in my opinion, beat Chef Mickey's.
0: So that's it. Tusker House, 100%. I haven't, I haven't been to Topolino so I can't really speak to that, but Tusker House
1: is one of my absolute favorites. And Topolino's 200%. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. Topolino's I'm not, is awesome.
1: I'm not a, um, Chef Mickey's hater. Like there's a time and a place and I, I, I like it for what it is, but I'm not going to try to hit it every time.
2: I think it's overhyped. Like I have so many first-time clients that are like, we have to go to Chef Mickey's. I'm like, you don't have to and actually there's better options but like they just have it in their head that they have to so whatever we book it you know but Mm -hmm. that's my two cents
0: all right so i'm gonna go over to the packing lists um this one this one i feel like it's personal for me but i i've talked to a lot of people who feel the same um every single packing list i've seen says that you can skip packing shampoo and conditioner because it's provided in the room but if you have finicky hair like mine um, skip this advice. The stuff that's provided in the room dries my hair out to the point I cannot get a brush through it. Um, if I didn't have like detangle spray, I I would have been really at, in a bind the first time. Um, for our first trip, I had to go talk to the folks at White Basin. Thankfully, we happened to be staying at Grand Floridian that time um, about what would work best and ended up spending a lot more money than I normally would on hair products. So I'm not saying that like I spent a ton of money on my hair but whatever it is that they put in the room it's to me it's super cheap um and it just did not work well with my hair um if you're not sure how your hair would react bring your stuff from home even if you just put it into like some travel size bottles uh, you don't want to have a bad hair day on vacation <laughs> um and like i said having it spent a lot of time dealing with i can't get a brush through my hair what am i going to do now Um, You can also skip the advice on not bringing a water bottle into the park, because very often you know these sites will say that you can get water from the quick service locations. This is true, but you can get one eight ounce cup per member of your party, and with everything being mobile order now it's a lot more difficult to just walk up and ask for a water cup. I personally think it's worth it to pack a reusable water bottle or even a Yeti cup if you have some strollers that you can um, stick it in for each person in your party to have throughout the day. This will save you from stopping all the time. Um, I, I've heard you know, mixed feelings. I've never had a problem with the taste of the water at the drinking fountains. Um, and I do know that Disney is now adding more water bottle refill stations throughout the
1: parks.
2: Okay, as somebody who's a water or a water fountain phobe, I do not like water fountains. <laughs> I I'll say we yeah. bring our own water bottles too, Stephanie, and we just bring we just fill them up every time we eat lunch or or breakfast or whatever. Like anytime we stop to eat, we just fill them up yeah. there. It's kind of the same thing.
0: How yeah, do you feel I about think- the water bottle refill station? So where you just stick your your bottle under it and it like goes automatic.
2: I did it for the first time on the cruise. This past um, September with Amber, um, <laughs> and I thought it worked pretty well. I guess I feel less weird about it because it's not your mouth getting close right to something.
1: I guess is how I rationalized it. Yeah, so- I'm the same way, Rachel. I don't use water fountains ever. Not at Disney. Not at anywhere. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Amber, you're a teacher. Though. I was gonna say I work in healthcare. Water bottles are the least of my concerns. <laughs> Or I am a bottles. teacher. Water, water station, like um, water fountains, are the least of my concern.
1: There's a water fountain pretty much across from my classroom, but no, ma'am. <laughs> we, we also have, um, I guess, since COVID, we have water bottle refilling stations, so the kids can bring their water bottles and refill them at the stations.
0: Yeah, that's what These they have in school.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: All right, Rachel, what do you think is worth skimping on?
2: Okay, so I definitely think that you can skimp on breakfast. Um, Aside from maybe like one character meal on your off day, I would say it's very valuable park time in the mornings. So it's the least busy it's going to be all day. The weather is usually pretty good. It's not rainy yet. It's not too hot yet. And you can knock out several rides early when there's not as many people there. And if you waste valuable sit down time, you're missing out on that prime park time. So that's my first one. And we usually get like, you know, cereal bars, bananas, or grab something from your resorts, um, quick service just to get it on the run and not again, not waste time. And then this next one is sort of a skip slash skimp. And I don't know if this will be controversial either, but I personally think that Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique is a waste of money. The lowest package is $69.95 and they're basically putting your kid's hair in a bun, spraying it with sparkles and slapping a little makeup on them. If you want to dress with the package, you're going to pay a whole lot more. So I would do yourself a favor and bring your own makeup and hair accessories and a cheaper princess dress and just do it in your room the morning that you're going to the parks. Little kids aren't going to know the difference and you won't need to waste an hour of park time paying get makeup put on.
0: And it can be a lot more than that. We did it with my daughter when she was four. And and I will say that there were some things they encounter. That, uh, um, there's a mirror where the fairy godmother um, shows up in the mirror and talks to the little girl. And the whole experience is definitely, you, you're not going to get that in your room. So I think maybe like a one and done um, And what we did is we just reused the makeup because they send you home with the, they can't reuse it for any other kid. This was even pre-COVID. They send you home with the makeup palette, the nail polish, even like the stickers that they put on their face. So we just brought that with us a second time and did her hair and put her in the dress and makeup. So I think if if it's an experience that you want to have, it's worth paying that low package price once and have it be a one and done
1: i know on the ear for each other facebook page facebook group there are individuals who were furloughed from disney um some fairy godmothers who were furloughed from disney who will come to your resort hotel room whether it be on property or off property and do your kids hair for a lot less than they were ch- property anyway
2: I also don't know if I'm a great person to like, you know, give advice on this one because my daughter was never a huge princess kid. And so like we just don't care about that. You know, like that's just not our thing. So I guess if you're like mm-hmm. a die hard princess lover, then maybe it does make sense. But for us, it's it's a skin.
0: Yeah. I also agree with your breakfast one. Um, I think that you know, we tend to use our sit-down meals as a break. And if you're doing that for breakfast, you haven't done anything yet.
2: Mm-hmm. And your yeah. kids are usually really, really fresh in the morning and probably well-behaved. Like save it for the afternoon again, like when they need a break and they need to get out of those crowds or whatever. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that there are a lot of souvenirs that are worth skimping on. And I know this is something I've said before. Um, I personally love light up bubble toys. I think they're great for keeping kids busy when they're waiting for a fireworks show or parade. It helps them to make friends if they're like the one in the crowd that has the bubbles. All the other kids gravitate. They can play with each other and stay out of your hair for a while um, You know, while you're waiting for the fireworks show or the parade. But the ones in the parks are so extremely overpriced, and they might not even last the length of your trip. Um, currently, the ones that are sold in the parks are $27, which I didn't even realize they were that much. That made me want to throw up in my mouth a little bit. Um, You can find similar ones on Amazon for less than $20, including a couple um, Disney ones. Um, You know, they might not all be licensed, but you can always play the unique card. No other kid's going to have this snowflake one or this unicorn one. Uh, You know, all the other kids are just getting the standard Mickey one. Um, You can also check your local Disney store if there's still one near you. I once found the Cinderella carriage bubble wand, and I think I got it for $6 on clearance. Um, you can also find stuffed animals. My kids, they, they want to get stuffed animals at every single gift shop we go to. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find stuffed animals at Target, Kohl's, Walmart, Amazon. They're the exact same as the ones you get in the park. The only thing they don't have is that stamp that shows that it's from the parks but who cares um my stepmom also she loves to go to goodwill and she will find the actual park stuffed animals and if they're in good shape she'll take them home and run them through the washer and give them to the kids Um, i know some some some
1: parents will go as far as to sneak in, into the rooms and put the like stuffed animal on the bed. So when the kid comes back from the park that afternoon, they're like, "Oh, Mickey dropped off a present for you."
0: Yeah, I I always recommend that because every I mean, everything is pretty much going to be overpriced, um, and especially for something that they're going to hold on to while they're in the park and then forget about for the rest of their lives, probably it's not worth it to me.
2: Okay. I'm going to be, I'm going to debate this one. Um, (laughs)
0: That's okay. That's what we're here for.
2: I like the shopping, right? At Disney, it's fun to go see all of the new things and the different things they have. My kids are also into it and things like the wishables we've gotten addicted to, and also like the shoulder magnet guys or girls characters. They love those. So I do find myself spending the money for that kind of stuff because I know we can't find it anywhere else. And yeah, I think that those that are stuff. great. Yeah. And but my- I agree with you on the light up stuff. Like that stuff's janky a lot of times anyways.
0: Yeah. My daughter ended up randomly once getting this stuffed cheetah in Animal Kingdom. it It's not a character. It's not mm-hmm. licensed. It's just a random stuffed cheetah. His name's Chester and she still takes Chester everywhere we go. So there are some things that are worth it. Those are just the ones that like off the top of my head and like, I mm-hmm. don't want to spend the money for these.
1: Sure. Amber. All right. So I thought about this when Rachel was talking, something that she said made this be a light bulb in my head. At our last trip, we went to Hollywood and Vine, which is normally a buffet during normal times, but it's right now, a, how do we say it? Prefix mm-hmm. menu um, meaning everyone pays the same price. Adults are all like $60. Kids are all like $32. Um, if you have a child that's, I don't know, 10 or older, I believe, they will be charged adult prices no matter what they get. My son, Ben, is is 11. He wanted the kids mac and cheese. He ordered the kids mac and cheese from the kids menu, and they wanted to charge him $62, Oh my gosh. Still ordering off the kid's menu. (laughs) What? And this is the norm. Like this wasn't like, this is at the restaurants right now that are usually buffet. Usually at these restaurants, you can go up and get all you want to eat, you know? So it kind of makes sense when it's a buffet, but when it's not a buffet, you're not really getting your money's worth. If you have like a 10 year old who doesn't eat like an adult, like my 10 year old still eats kids portions. And so it really hurts to pay $62 for a bowl of mac and cheese. Now I will say if you're with other adults it's not so bad. I've even heard that they will bring you multiple entrees if you ask. Um, But if you're going with kids in that age range, you might be paying a lot more than you're bargaining for Um, Another way that you can save at Disney is by bringing things from home instead of buying them in the parks. This is sort of what Stephanie was talking about. Um, But in the warmer months, I suggest bringing your own spray fans and cooling towels. You will want those things when the heat is radiating off the pavement at Animal Kingdom. So save yourself (laughs) some money and get one at Target, Walmart, or Amazon before heading to the parks. Another you can um, save and bring from home is snacks. Clients often ask me if they can bring food into the parks and the answer is yes. Now, of course, you might want to splurge on the iconic Disney snacks like a Dole Whip, but when your kid is hangry and needs a quick fix, you'll want something you can just grab. Things like peanut butter crackers, apple slices, or goldfish travel well and can hold your kiddo over until the next meal time.
0: We would even do this when, when the dining plan was still around. Um, and generally, the snacks were more than enough um, for our kids with the mid level dining plan. But just having those in your bag ready to pull out whenever, you know, the wait time is longer than expected mm-hmm. is priceless.
1: And even if your kid isn't like a big snacker at home, they probably will want snacks at Disney because Disney just drains your energy. And so they're probably gonna need something halfway through the afternoon or halfway through the morning. Yeah.
0: All right, so finally, what do we think is worth the splurge? So for me, the memory maker is always, always worth it. Too often, especially as mothers, we're the ones taking the pictures. And when you go to show family photos, it's fairly obvious that one person is always missing. Um, the memory maker allows you to get the whole family and professional shots all throughout the park. The photo pass photographers will take multiple photos from multiple angles. One thing that I recommend to clients is to research different options for the Weenie, which is the Imagineer speak for the central focal point like the castle or spaceship earth um, in each park. Um, if you get now, I, I don't really care for Pinterest. I don't have an account, but I do know that on Pinterest you can look up different. Um, photo pass pictures, different ideas. A friend of mine took a really cool one at Epcot. This was when masks were still required, but they just turned up. It sounds so simple, but they just turned around and the picture was of their backs of them looking at Spaceship Earth. And it was such a cool shot, one I had never seen before. Um, so you can look at those, you know, on Pinterest or online just with a quick Google search. Um, you can get some photos that will set your family pictures apart from the neighbors who went two weeks before you did. There are also areas in Disney Springs for photo shoots that will change throughout the seasons. Um, So if you purchase beforehand, there's a little bit of a discount, but I think even if you wait to purchase until you're in the parks, it's still far less expensive than booking with a photographer at home, and you're going to get so many more pictures.
1: Yeah. And have you had clients do that capture the moment? What's it called? Capture the moment, capture the memory, where they can pay like $50 for a mini photo shoot. It's like half an hour or something. You know what I'm talking about?
0: I've heard of it. I don't know. I had a friend, she did her daughter's senior pictures there, but that was a little bit more than half an hour, I think. Okay. But it was with a Disney photographer. It wasn't like something they were out there doing on their own
1: right because Disney will not allow outside photographers to come in you can't pay your friend you know a couple hundred dollars to come take pictures in the Disney park um because Disney wants that money um but you can use Disney photographers and they'll do a mini photo session and those are really cute especially for certain special events like you said graduations um maybe birthdays Mm -hmm. would be fun to do that's a fun splurge
2: Stephanie that's my favorite splurge. I love that one.
0: I at this point I don't even see it as a splurge necessarily Mm -hmm. it's it's standard on my trip.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Amber. All right, so I say splurge on one signature dining experience if you can per trip. So signature restaurants are considered fine dining. They're a step up from your typical table service restaurants. Every park has at least one signature dining restaurant and they're also at most of the deluxe resorts as well as at Disney Springs. My current favorite signature meal is Topolino's Terrace at the Riviera Resort. Um, Signature dining is great if you can get away with your significant other for a date night kids are welcome at all signature restaurants so don't feel bad if you want to bring the kids they're definitely welcome everywhere except victoria and albert's which is still closed from covid but hopefully will be reopening soon um i probably won't be going to victoria and albert's anytime soon just because of the price tag but um (laughs) it is the one disney restaurant where you need to leave the little ones at home um I also say splurge um, make the splurge to stay on property, if possible, Um, staying off property is you can usually save a few dollars sometimes save more than a few dollars. Um, But just staying on property in the Disney bubble. I mean, it sounds cliche, but is so like it's a lot more magical than driving to I 4 every night after you get finished with the parks. So I always say, if possible, um, stay on property.
2: Those are good ones, Amber, agree. Um, Okay, let me see here. Agree with all of the ones that you ladies said. Uh, This one, I don't know if it's a splurge, but I'm gonna call it a splurge since it's not included anymore. And I am a sucker for the magic bands I like the convenience of them. I like that you can use them as your room key, your payment method. You can swipe into your fast pass or lightning lane. It's your pass for the memory maker and so much more. Not to mention, it's a really cute Disney souvenir. I like these for surprising your family with a trip too. It's a neat way to gift the trip to people. And then lastly, even though this is a splurge, If you buy them through my Disney experience prior to your trip, they're only about 10 or 20 bucks a piece, depending on what designs you pick. So that's not terrible. And they last two, three, mine have lasted four years. So if you foresee another trip in the somewhat near future, you can reuse them.
0: And don't panic if you have an older magic band. You know, there's no way to test it before you get there, but if it doesn't work, they'll give you a card. It's not a big deal. Mm -hmm. So if you don't want to, you know, spend the money again, or you have one that you really want to reuse, but you're not sure if the um, battery in it still works, bring it anyway, worst case scenario, you'll just get a card.
2: Yeah. And then the other thing that I like to splurge on I mean, I definitely recommend splurging on dining, but more specifically, I'm a big fan of the dessert parties. You do have to like your sweets to make these worth it. But with dessert parties, you get light appetizers. So think like a variety of cheeses and crackers, numerous desserts. And I'm talking numerous, like, you know, six to 10 different dessert options, some of which can get pretty fancy. Like there's liquid nitrogen ice cream sundaes um alcoholic beverages so there's a good selection of beer wine plus a couple signature cocktails and iced tea and lemonade and then better than the eats though is the primary fireworks viewing for whichever park you're in doing the dessert party so when my family visits in february february we're splurging for the magic kingdom disney enchantment after party which gets you hubgrass seating blocked off from the masses so that you don't have to camp out two hours before And get crammed when you're watching the fireworks show. Definitely not something we do every time. But if we really want to enjoy a show or we're celebrating something special, I think it's a cool thing to do. Rachel,
1: how do you book those? Do you book those with your, on my Disney experience, like the same as dining?
2: You do. It's just like a dining reservation now. Cool. The last one I did was the Jingle Bam, Jingle Bell Jingle Bam dessert party that Hollywood Studios used to have. And it was so, so fun. So I just think even though it's kind of a pricey thing to do, it's, they're really cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I really liked, um, we did one for happily ever after. And there are some where you can get the party before the fireworks Mm -hmm. and then they have them after as well. So, you know, depending on what your family's schedule is like, just make sure that you book early um, as early as you possibly can. All right. Well, so for our fun fact this week, while you can certainly find affordable or even free, looking at you, celebration buttons, souvenirs all across the parks, the most expensive souvenir comes in at a whopping (laughs) $49,500. For this price point, you can take home the Aribas Brothers jeweled Cinderella Castle statue. Now, if you're saying to yourself that no one actually buys these, the price recently jumped $12,000 because the stock is running low and they're not gonna be making any more, right?
2: (laughs) Wait, is this the place on main street that has all the crystal stuff? Oh my God. Yeah.
0: Wow. $50,000. I mean, in some areas of the country, you can buy a small house for that type of money. (laughs) So, I mean, it might not be the best house in the world but it's not a jeweled castle to sit on your shelf. So.
1: I hope they used an AP discount.
2: I need to know who's <laughs> buying this. I just need to know what kind of people buy this.
0: Um, I saw Derek Huff doing some TikToks in Disney this week. So maybe him. Mm. Derek, if you're listening, let us know.
2: Neil Patrick Harris. I could see him doing <laughs> yes,
0: like that. I could see them doing that.
2: Yeah.
0: All right. Well, thank you for listening to the Fairy Pod Mothers. We are happy to be your one-stop shop for talking tips for Disney, Universal, and beyond. Please join us on Facebook and Instagram to keep the conversation going. Amber, Rachel, and Stephanie are travel professionals with Main Street and More Travel, a no-fee Disney earmarked agency. Please reach out to us on Facebook for a free quote. Please rate, review, and tell your friends, and we'll see you real soon.
2: Bye, ladies.
0: Bye. Bye.